is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right. I'm excited. Max, I'm thinking about it. You know, random thoughts. You know, random observations that you kind of see. You know, and first of all, and just kind of whatever kind of goes across your gourd, but... Um, one one thing I just want a tip of the cap. Now I'm not going to get with no game ball in the but a tip of the cap to the young Jalen Warren, who on a blitz pickup, <laughs> he crushed Jermaine Pratt. I mean Pratt's a big boy, yes. number fifty-seven. I mean six-two, two-fifty came on the hunt on a search and destroy mission, and I'm telling you, Jalen Warren stepped up and put his eyebrows right into the chest of the bigger. Uh, Jermaine Pratt and not almost knocked him out. I thought he was gonna. I thought it was a knockout at first. Knocked him right on his keister. Just about. It was amazing. Yeah, no, he was definitely trying to go go physically watch his heart beat. Um, <laughs> I felt it, it on that play. You're He's getting up close. Right. I mean, like, yeah. Who needs a stethoscope, yeah. right? Exactly. We don't need no stinking stethoscopes. <laughs> I'm gonna go take a look for myself, guys, real fast, Indiana Jones style. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It was crazy. Yeah, it, no, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, because like you said, you you lose you lose um, you lose Najee in the game, and next man up, you know, next man up was Jalen Warren, number two on the depth chart. And I tell you what, he st- he still sh- proved me right, Wolf. Mm-hmm. It's not just a preseason nickname. Nope. It is a regular season mantra and a li- and a lifestyle choice for him. Always falling forward. I mean, it was tough sledding in the rush game for him, but he was a hey, hat going north or in the direction, whichever direction the actual end zones were at the stadium. I don't know my geographics on there, <laughs> um, but it was it, but it was positive. It was, you know, it was always pointing positive. That, that's oh, where yeah. his helmet was. So I, I will give him that. So, no, I, I agree. You know, my random observation. Yeah, throw, throw out any any random thoughts that are going through your gourd. Other than we've yeah. already done the key lime pie, and we get we've already we, done it. We kind of get on a tangent when we start talking food, so we <laughs> yeah. And not ev- and not everybody can get a key lime pie. Yeah, you got to earn true. that key lime you pie earn from that, us. Baby. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm feeling Wes and Brian. If you're listening, I'm feeling sponsored segment with key lime pie. Anyways, <laughs> um, or lasagna. We can go one or the other. There. We, we could we we can most definitely go lasagna. Listen, Ooh. I'm I'm like Garfield when it comes to lasagna. So we're we're. <laughs> I'm all on board for that. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give a kudos to Chase Claypool. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen, listen. You had six carries for 36 yards. You averaged about six per on that. And then you have four catches um, in the game. You caught four of your six targets. So, I'm just going to say Chase's run-aided jet sweeps, although numerous, uh, were welcome because, I mean – on one of those, we'll talk about your random observation guy, Jalen Warren, on the lead block on that third one. How yes. about that? How about that one for that? He's for that big out in game? front getting it done, man. No, I mean he he was hunting. He was hunting, and I was I was impressed by that. Uh, not not having the ball in your hand and finding work, right? Never being an idle uh observer in this he was a, he was he was implementing himself into the play he was making an impact um <clears throat> into the play as well so i got to give a kudos to chase while still giving 
that little honorable mention nod on that single play to Jalen Warren. Exactly so. All right, that's a good one. I like that, Max. So I'm going to go yeah. another one here, and I wanted to get your re- reaction to it. Najee's touchdown in the second quarter. Now, they come out in 23 personnel. You got a fullback in Derek White. You got Najee in the eye, right? I love that. Yeah. So then you got Trent Scott as a jumbo tight end. You got you got uh, the Friar Muth, and you got Gentry also lined up there. So what do they do? I they go play action, which was a great play fake by Mitch. Everybody, the linebackers all bid on that fake handoff to uh, Derek Watt, and then they swing Najee out into the flat. And it was a great feather touch because you got somebody in between. He's got to loft it up a little bit, and he drops it in there. And I think, what a great job by Najee because you got coming over, you got uh, uh, Jermaine Pratt is in coverage, and it was like, you know, the ball and Jermaine were about to arrive simultaneously on top of Najee. Najee had to focus and make sure he caught that ball and, and took the lick that he had to take. Going in the end zone, it was only a one-yarder or something like that, one-half-yarder, two yards, I don't know. But the fact is, it was it was very short, but he, he focused, he hung on to the ball, and he took the lick, and I thought that was a great job by the Trubisky of just having a feather touch and a great job of concentrating by Najee. No, you're, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a great job. I mean, uh, I, was, I was thoroughly impressed because, like you said, the eyes sucked up into the line of scrimmage. Yes, and even Jermaine Pratt, even though he was <clears throat> he recovered um, off of the initial spy on the fullback dive, he still was a second late. And that play action fake is what allowed enough space to fit that ball in there exactly. for Najee to get into the end zone. So you're right. Kudos on the play action fake and Najee's soft hands. So um, I agree. All right, I'm gonna go with my next random observation, Wolf. You do it, you know buddy. You know, you know what I'm gonna say. What are you gonna say? Do you know? I Miles know. Boykin on the tackle on special teams. Okay, yes, yes. That was hey, that was nice to see. Now, kudos. I want to also say honorable mention to Benny Snell on the kickoff return hit yes. on the sideline. Yeah, he did. That was that was a, that was a slobber knocker. That was that a was a, slobber. That was a slobber. I like that. Yeah, but but Miles Boykin zeroing in. On uh, on punt return and making and making the tackle, I, I I have to give him a kudos for that one because, like you said, when you're not getting the targets, you're not the main focal point in the offense. You're not going in as often as everybody else uh, to still lock in and be focused on special teams and, and make and make that craft the way that you're going to get acknowledgement. I appreciate that. I appreciate that hard work because that often goes unsung. So that's my next kudos. All right. Now, this is a, just a general observation. Um, T. Higgins' concussion. You know, you remember he ran a return route, you know, where you fake in, go out, fake out, yeah. go in, one of those deals. Well, you got the Trubisky's running for his <clears throat> life, right? So, I mean, he starts uh-huh. to scramble. And it's, I'm sorry, not Trubisky. You got uh, Joe Burrow. Burrow. Yeah. Yeah, and he starts to scramble, right, running for his life. So, it's a scramble drill. You're running parallel to each other, and he throws the ball in there. Well, that's, there was a trifecta of hits. You know, you had yeah. you had Minka, you had Devin Bush, you had Terrell Edmonds. They were all coming together in a conglomeration, and they just happened to make a uh, sandwich out of the poor Higgins. You know, but it was nobody was putting yeah. a lick to the head. It was just a hard hit, and you got three guys coming together at one point in time. You know what? It, well, you know what I say when you have something like that? Hey, don't throw it to him if you're the quarterback. 
You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, if, what are you going to do? You see a guy, you know, driving a car and he's, and he's uh, you know, going to splat himself into a wall or a barrier. You know, it's not like you're going to say, hey, let me jump in there. <laughs> let me ride with you. For, no. You know, it's, it's, like, it's, it's bad news. And I, I, the people in Cincinnati got all begoggled about it, but it was, there was nothing dirty about the hit. It's three guys coming together to put a hit on a guy, you know? Yeah, exactly. Sea ball, hit ball, right? Yeah, that's exactly that. That was a clean and, and hit. We, we always talk about it being a bang, bang play. Well, that was just a bang, 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 bang play. Yes. You mm -hmm. know? It was – and that's one of the things. Feeding time at the zoo, right? There you go. You know, if you dangle one piece of meat, you got, you got, you got seven, seven different animals there. You know, they're all going to fight for that because they don't know if another piece is coming. <laughs> so you put that pass in there and you send the ball to T. Higgins – they don't know if that's going to be another opportunity for them to go, and they're already engaged. And they don't want to be in the position like Spider-Man meme, right? You, 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 pointing back and forth at each other. Like, who's going to make the tackle? No. Everybody made an individual de decision. I'm going to be the guy to make the tackle. And it just happened to be that there was only one ball carrier to hit. <laughs> right. That's exactly it. You know? No. So. Yeah. Yeah, no. So, I, I agree. All right. My other random observation since we want to talk about the importance of specialists and their role on the team and the third dimension of the game, Christian Kuntz. Yeah, I'm baby. giving it. I'm giving it to my. I'm giving it to my boy, man. Punt return is significant, and he went down there, lasered in, and he also had a special teams tackle uh, on the day. So I got to give it to Christian Kuntz. He was down there. He covered him. We don't expect the long snapper to make these plays, right? Um, traditionally. But he shows that he is an active participant. I not only snap, I also snap people back. And he 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 gave a little snapback action to 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 the to the uh, to the return man. So big big observation there. We didn't miss you, Kunsi. We love you and we appreciate <laughs> everything that you do. Please never get injured because we see what the result is. Um, and we don't have and we don't have Derek Tuska on the squad anymore. He was the emergency snapper, so I don't know who the emergency snapper is. Which I, I think it's Derek out. Watt. Okay, okay. I've ne yeah. I've never seen I've never seen Derek snap. That's so right, and we don't no want to either. But that's you what know, I, that's, I hope I that's never. That's what I'm do. told. Okay, that's what yeah, I'm told. I'm hope I'm hope I never do. I hope that we only see him lining up in the backfield as a full back slash running back. Um, and then also making tackles on special teams from a wing position or some some attached position. That's all I hope for. <laughs> Here's a random <laughs> observation for you. Since you talk about an attached position, we got an H-back wham. Uh, Joe Mixon's 31-yard run was, you know, that was nothing more than a wham by Drew Sample on Miles Jack. And it was interesting because they had him kind of like a, an H-back. And you had on the inside Tyson Alu-Alu uh, and a two-technique or two or three something, I don't know. Uh, he goes inside. He was tight to the guard. Yes, he was tight <laughs> to the guard, and he crumpled Kappa. I mean, he, he absolutely flattened him to his back. But Joby, who was to his left, right, he's over the tackle. He goes out into a five technique, and so Jack has to step up on the hole, you know, in the hole there, and, boy, Sample got him. He, he won that one. I'll give it to him. And away goes the mixing. You know, he goes skedaddling up the up the holder. And by the way, that was a great, you know, point saving tackle by Minka coming over to play. You know, karate chop on the straight arm and knock him out of bounds. And then, of course, he saved points because they didn't score a touchdown on that play. I think they settled for, what for a field goal or something. Yeah, remember field you, goal yeah. play. Yeah, I, I sometimes get the sequential thing going. You know, in my 
Yeah, you know, when you suffer from ramnesia, you know, every now and then, you get the sequence a little bit kajangled, ca- you know? No, you know what? Hey, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Um, but so, it was interesting, yeah. though, you know, and that, and that uh, you know, how they ran that. I thought the uh, short wham by the tight end was an interesting concept. Yeah, no, I, I no, I agree. I saw that in the game, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was yeah. like, you know, you, you you get you get worried about letting guys free, but um, but I will say this: I I do appreciate the fact that that we had that. Um, the another another random observation, Wolf. Since since this is just so fun, yeah. Um, I will say this: there was an outside zone. Okay. Play ran by the Steelers, and even though it was for a short game because it got bounced out by secondary support, kind of, kind of, uh, kind of uh, strafing over over the uh, D lineman. But Danny Moore, Danny Moore got a nice hook block on Trey Hendrickson to at least allow Najee the opportunity to bounce yes. to the outside. Excellent and, point. Yeah, I I, I just want to say that's not an easy block. As a guy who has to do that, you did it from an open end position, meaning you're not covered up by a tight end and there's no motion to kind of get you there. You have to literally outmaneuver a defensive end that has prime position on you and you are at a weaker position. He got that position without having to take too big of a bucket. He was able to kind of drive on an angle, throw the head across the bow, and then rear it up. And, uh, and and clear it for Najee, so Najee did not have to kind of bow too hard right. on the initial. He bowed more so when Logan Wilson scraped over the top, but I appreciated that hook block, and that let me know that there's progress there, and he wasn't afraid of the moment. You know, that's a great point. You know, looking over this, and I was watching Danny. You know, he, he I, I did a, I do an article on Steelers.com on Fridays. I try to pick out a meat-eater matchup, you know, the kind of the Jurassic-era yeah. meat-eater matchup, two guys going at it. And I really like the Trey Hendrickson matchup because of his 14 sacks, and he had another 12 tackles for loss and 14 quarterback hits, you know, last year. I mean, this is a, a guy that's dangerous. The guy's a baby-faced assassin. He's 6'4", 270, runs a sub-4740. This guy is so agile, he can run up the field and, and overpower an offensive tackle, and yet I saw him run step for step with a running back on a wheel route along the sidelines, you know, and, and, and by the way, that pass was incomplete. Such was the coverage, so good. Um, you know, I was I was really kind of worried about this, and I thought, Danny, that gummit, he fought his butt off, man. You know, it was a good job yeah. by Danny. It wasn't wasn't a Mozart, right? Okay, it wasn't a complete no. work of art or nothing. But by golly, the kid hung in there and he fought and he fought. And I think he got stronger as the game went along there. And I will say this: you know, if he ever gets his feet and his punches timed up with his, you know, I would his, say his hands his, and feet, and feet, feet have to yeah, meet. they do that. He'll be Tunch Ilkening. He'll be Max Starking uh, guys on that tackle position. I mean, seriously. That kid can, he's yeah. got a lot of upside, man. Yeah, no, and, and I went up to the end of the game, and I just, I, I just, I just gave, I just gave, I just gave him a quick dap. Did you give him a good dap? That's good. Yeah, I did. I, I said, hey, hey, you fought. You grew up. You grew up today. Yeah, and, uh, and I yep. just, I just had to say that to him, um, and he appreciated that because you know one of the things that this was, this was off air communication between you and I, Wolf. Right. Give a little, give a little eye behind the lens here, Ooh. or the voices. Um, was you said, hey, how much is Dan getting chip block right, and body right. presence help? 
And he had a lot of solos. Yes, he, he did. He had a lot more solos than I anticipated, especially when you think about the struggles in the preseason. So there was Thank confidence you. there yep. by Matt Canada and the offense to give him that duty because you knew who that dude was on the other side of him. Yes. Like you said, the guy who shaves with a butter knife because he has <laughs> he has no facial hair. Um and he answered the call. He I answered rip the call. That off. That's a good one. Shave <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> with a butter knife. I like that. Yeah. No, please feel free. Just all all all, uh, all credit and references. Just go ahead and send send a quarter into the uh, into the uh, comments jar. No. Um. But but I thought he he battled his butt off. Now now he does still need to work on his hands. He has to work his hands. Yes. The feet I feel are there. It's just. His hands are a half tick late, which leads to the hands to the outside of the body and giving up his chest. It's a shorter, tighter, almost like you're squeezing. Think about, Wolf, squeezing that shoulder blade on the backside, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. squeezing in to engage. That's where the hit needs to be. So the contact in the hand needs to go there because it creates, if you're squeezing your scap and firing your hands at the same time, you move tighter. Yep. You move tighter in on the hit. And I think when you're swinging it, you don't engage that lat, you don't engage that scapula, and it presents an issue. And if he can just learn to squeeze that, squeeze that lat and, and that scapula at the last second before you strike, almost like coiling up like a snake and right, firing, right. That, that will give him better landmarks to, to aim on for the chest. Um, but all right, Wolf, that's it for random observations because we are now at the end of the segment. Oh, okay. Well. You, we so, can all randomize the next segment, or we can, you know, talk oh, more well, about we're, 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 So what we're going to do during the break, we're going to hit the random numer- you know, topic generator um, in the back, which is Wesley Euler, um, and we're going to make sure that, that we get to that. But before we head to break, I want to make sure everybody knows, subscribe to SNR's newest podcast, The Godfather of Pittsburgh Sports. It's talking nothing but Steelers. It's Savern on Steelers. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Thursday. Funny enough, right after that Mike Tomlin press conference, it's the same day. <laughs> so if you think Tomlin, think Saverin. Um, subscribe today. Available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. But most importantly, tune back in after this commercial break because you're in the locker room with Wolf and Starks and, of course, our master ninja, Wes, here on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Embrace the opportunity and uh, do do everything in my power to you know help the team be successful and, and win the game. So that was my mindset going in. And man, I'm I'm so grateful to be a part of this team and a part of an organization with so many great guys. There you heard outside linebacker Malik Reed. The next guy to be dubbed, he, he's going to be knighted in steel um, <laughs> as he looks to, to have, a, ha, have a role within this defense uh, with the uncertainty of the T.J. Watt injury um, and the timeline for that. This is why you brought Malik in, Wolf. Yes. This is the reason why you wanted to make an upgrade at the outside backer position was the insurance policy, the – in case of emergency, break glass here. That was Malik Reed. So, well, we're breaking the glass a little bit early. 
um, and Malik Reed should be inserted into this defense opposite Alex Highsmith. And then, of course, Jameer Jones having a rotational role as well. We're going to talk injuries in a second, Wolf, because when I ta- when I tapped the little random topic generator, you know what it came back to? <laughs> What's that? Random thoughts and topics discussed by by Craig Wolfley. I don't know how that happened. I, I hit you it. You're gonna say key lime pie? No, it was. You know, it, it was like it's, now. All truth be told, it's like a magic eight ball, right. uh, more so than an actual machine that gives us out topics. I was telling Wes as we were going into break. I'm like, hey, you know, all I need is name, topic, and a random color. Like I'll work it in. Like that. That's that's what I need. <laughs> For the top, I, I, you know what? I'm redoing my office, so maybe I will Ooh. install said random topic generator. Because um, back in the day, the reason why I got that thought in my head was because before Yelp became a big app for us mm-hmm. for food and figuring out where to go to eat and everything, um, they had this one app, and I can't remember the name of it, but you would literally you'd pick a cuisine and you'd pick a price point and you hit it, and it would randomly shoot out restaurants to you. Okay. And it was the coolest concept. I don't know if it's still out there. Well, that's if you're cool. an app developer, let me know. But that was I thought that was a really, really cool thing. So and it stuck in my head since then. And so I was like, well, why not apply that to sports talk uh, or any type of talk radio show? <laughs> there you go. Let's just let's just let's just go crazy. But random thoughts by by Craig Wolfley will now be <laughs> one of our segments, Wes. So, you know, let us know. We will have a segment dedicated to Wolf. Um, but, and, and then I will just, I'll just kind of sit back and listen. I'm gonna grab a little cup of tea cause my throat's a little, uh, a little off a little, a little honey. Do in we there. need some, yeah, do little, we need some grainy. sensual music, some sound beds for this segment? I mean, I, I feel, I feel like it has to be like some Barry white. Uh, you know, I feel like it has to be, or, or the intro music to deep thoughts with Jack Handy. Like, there I you mean, go. That's, that's the that, one. I mean, we could go, we could go SNL style with this. There I mean, you we don't have to. We don't have to be particular. Deep thoughts with Jack Handy. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Deep thoughts with Craig Wolfley. Here you go. Exactly. All right. Let me let me just throw this one at you because this this is something that I, you know a lot of people just probably kind of brush over, but they are random thoughts that you know while you're watching the game and or watching film after that just kind of pop up. And I, you know, a little tip of the cap to the Trubisky. You know, he made that uh, that play in his own end zone. Remember the naked boot. And all of a sudden, Sam Hubbard crashes from the outside, and he's right in the Trubisky's grill. Right now, yeah. a couple of things can happen there. You can you can fumble. You can you know uh, get a holding call, which could be a safety, or he could get a safety if you hang on to the ball, or if you hang on to the ball and you get sacked and it comes loose, it could be a touchdown. There's a lot of bad things that could happen when you're in your own end zone and you're rolling out on a naked boot, and you have 94. The, the, the Sam Hubbard right in your grill, and you got to do something with the ball. And he did a nice job of just unloading it to the feet of a wide receiver. I think it was uh, uh, Pat Fryermuth out there, but I could be wrong. But yeah. I thought, you know, that was just a great job of getting the ball out without taking a penalty. And, you know, that's something that you, you forget about when you got a young guy. Uh, you know, that could be a big problem. But if you got a, a mature guy, a guy who's been there, done that, um, that was a heck of a reaction by Trubisky to keep from having something major bad happen there. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it was um, it, it was a great just like I said, we we talked about it earlier. It was just it was that sixth sense to know. Okay, my radar's up. Trouble is around me. Right, <laughs> right. trouble. Trouble is closing in. It's closing so, in. 
Danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> exactly. Protect the baby. Protect the baby. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I mean that was that was that was a heads up play. Like I said, no turnovers on the game. I thought that was probably one of the key points that gets overlooked because there was plenty of opportunities where we could have coughed the ball up and bad things could have happened or ensued from there, but we were not the transgressor in the turnover department. No. Right? We, 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 we made everybody else that on the bingo side of the ball that, and the defense, the defense was hunting, and they were, hunt, they were hunting for pigskin um, in the jungle, and they did absolutely that. So, no, absolutely great heads-up play. You know, another random thought. Yes. Three safety look. I'm there starting to love it. Yeah. I'm starting to love it. Starting to love it. I got. I got to admit, and and this is another one. Unsung hero, Trey Norwood coming in and playing that third safety, um, you know, and, and filling in in that role. I thought. I thought he did it. I thought he did a tremendous job. There's a lot of opportunities where he was. He was the. D, he he was the back guy and playing the slot and right. a lot of those things to allow Terrell Edmonds to kind of go engage closer to the line of scrimmage, right, allow right. Minka to kind of stalk. He was. He was the traffic cop on the back end. So. I appreciated that aspect of Trey Norwood and the three safety look, which I think is going to be something that as we get further into it, like you said, nickel, nickel with dime personnel, dime with quarters, like doing some different yes. things and bringing in that third safety, I thought is a really cool thing. And I'll be, and I, and I can't wait to see really how, how Chico Allen also is going to insert himself and how they're going to deploy him into that as he gets up to speed because obviously he missed all of the preseason. So I like that rotation. I do like the three safety look. It's, it's growing on me. And, you know, that was part of the overload with using uh, Alex Highsmith as a spy, you know, running like a three game, a three, uh, we used to call that a three U, you know, where the, the yeah. trailer was, was coming from the outside all the way in. And you know, slappy dog. Yeah, slappy dog, Coach we, Mitch. Okay, there you go, slappy <laughs> dog. That's another translation for different eras in the NFL. Yeah, we had it. We called it a three U. But the the fact was, you got uh, all that action, and I, you know, Norwood. I just I was watching this morning. He was playing over the slot and doing a nice job of disguising what his intentions were because he bailed just at the snap to go deep third. And zone, and I thought that's a great job of by a young man of using his gourd and disguising what the burrow is going to be uh, perusing there. You know, I mean, it's just good stuff. I think that's a great yeah. one, Max. That's a good one. Now I'm going to give another tip of the cap. Remember when Levi Wallace is mano a mano at uh, with in, in the uh, red zone? Well, in the end zone, he's he's guarding Jamar Chase all by his lonesome. If he doesn't drive on that ball as hard as he did, you got to go back and watch the film. You know, when Jamar yeah. Chase was right at the flag, if he doesn't drive yeah. on that, that's a touchdown. He gets both feet yeah. in, but he didn't because Levi Wallace played right through the man. And when he, it was time to go downhill, man, did he go downhill. That was a nice tip of the cap, a professional play by a professional cornerback. That's as good as it gets. Yeah, no, you have to have a thousand yard stare seven yards away. You know, and that's exactly what Levi yes. was. I mean, you know, and, and I, I say that tongue in cheek, but you have to run through the guy to make the play, not run to the guy. Right. Two and through are point. two different things, right? I could I could get up to a tunnel and look and see if I could see the end of it, 
or I could run through that tur- tunnel and keep seeing the light getting bigger and bigger. And he chose to run through the tunnel to find the light as opposed to trying to see where the light is. And you're right. That was a tremendous play. That was a touchdown-saving play um, that could have changed the outcome of this game. So great observation by you. All right, I'm going to throw another one in. That's, that's it, man. Throw it in. Devin Bush. Yeah. Devin Bush. Tell me I what appreciate about it. So when him and Levi actually collided, uh, it was a touchdown play. It was the one with that crosser to the back corner that, um, what was his name? Uh, was it Tyler Boyd that caught that one? Yeah, Tyler. I think it was Tyler Boyd that caught that touchdown on the back, on the back corner coming oh, towards yeah. you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And him and Levi Wallace ran into each other. Mm. They not, It looked like they knocked knees with each other. Yep. yep. Uh, I, Levi couldn't get up. And was Devin that, was down. Was that the two, two point conversion? When they that ran, was, or was that touchdown that, or two point conversion? No, no, it was it was a two point conversion. Okay, thank, yeah. you, thank you. Yes, it was a two point conversion. Um, and Levi went down. Devin went down, but Devin got back up and walked to the sidelines. Mm. And and he was like, "I'm fine." He did. He was like, "I don't need any medical attention." Nope. Get away from me! Ah, <laughs> get away from me! Um, <laughs> and. I appreciated that because I don't know if he does that a year ago. Huh, yeah. And that also goes to building the confidence that he's beyond the knee or the injury cloud that hangs over you after a major injury. And I thought that was a step in the right direction. So I know it's something that people would not see. You won't even see it on film if you try and go back and watch the game. But I saw it live on the sidelines. That was right there. And I appreciated that. That was something as a former teammate and being in that situation on a team where you have a guy who's struggling with that and he's and you see him overcoming those those those, those mental blocks that were engaged a year ago. So you see the growth and you see the maturity. So I just want to make sure I pointed that out because I thought that that, that was a tip of the cap where I was like, yes, okay, we're getting somewhere. And you saw Devin play a lot more uh, unleashed than we did a previous year. You know, I I really appreciated what he did. The you know this game uh, the past Sunday, uh, he got a lot more downhill bang going on. It, we saw a lot of things that we've been hoping we wanted to see. We saw more of it. Now, is it is it uh, a complete turnaround? No, I mean he's getting there. No. You know, but that's the that's the important thing. He's getting there. He's making those strides towards being the player you want to see be the player, right? So I'm appreciative yep. of that. And the fact was he got up and got his grill in another guy's grill and was getting his rundown fits pretty doggone good. <laughs> we almost, yeah. almost got ourselves <laughs> in trouble here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad, I'm glad we, uh, we, we slowed down. I, I, I saw the brain catching up with the mouth yeah. uh, mentally as you were doing that, so I do appreciate that. Bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> Elmer bleep, 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 bleep. That's yeah. all, folks. That's all. <laughs> exactly. Porky so. pig, baby. <laughs> hey, I got one for you. Remember when T.J. Watt blew by Cord- Cordell Volson on the 130, what we would call a 134 trap pass where the left guard pulls to his right and he's going to trap the first man outside the tackle and they're going to play yeah. fake and so forth. And he blew right by Volson. You know, I watched it over and over and I realized, you know, the thing was DeMarvin Leal got – I, he came off the ball and he put Alex Kappa on his heels. So much so did he get penetration that it bumped off uh, Volson pulling from his left guard, passing the right keister 
of uh, Alex Kappa, who's out in his path. And it, it kind of yeah. like threw him off stride, and it altered the, the the trapping course. And I think it was it was just a little something that I thought gave TJ a little bit of a, an edge in coming out there. I, I thought that was very interesting because if you don't get that penetration, TJ may may have gotten uh, you know a face full of Cordell Volson. Yeah, he might have got a log on him and allowed for Joe Burrow to escape outside of that yep. trap pass. Yep. So yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, he caught he caught a, he caught he caught a he caught a rump roast right in his, right in his left hip. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of like when, you know when 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 you when you open the crock pot the first time you've been starving, salivating, you're smelling everything. Work together. You take that first forkful. Like, hey, I'm gonna just test. I'm gonna test the tenderness, guys. Okay, just to make sure it's good for dinner. You hit the fork in. And you go, it's the most delicious morsel, but it goes like straight through your throat because you don't really chew it up. You just kind of swallow it, and it boom, it just hits thunk right in the stomach. That's what that rump rose hit was. It was just enough <laughs> to nudge on the hip and allow for TJ to skirt the edge on that play and, and eliminate any type of rollout or contain breach. So, no, I appreciate that, Wolf. Well, hey, Wolf, this is our last segment. Yeah, uh, let's do before it we have the Before we have the last segment, so I just want to make sure everybody knows, then go su- subscribe to the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast. Steelers Digest editor Bobby Labriola talks with the head ball coach about the upcoming game. And those new episodes will drop every game day. So on Sundays while you're tailgating, before you walk into the stadium, but before you settle in to your favorite recliner chair, go ahead and download it because you can get it on the Steelers mobile app, you can get it on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you podcastify yourselves <laughs> Do that to get an insight Genius. before the game happens. Yes, absolutely. Podcastify. And with that, wow. Podcastify. Yes, that is now in the dictionary. We just put it in there. Uh, Wes, I need my credits for that. Um, <laughs> let Miriam Webster and company know. But uh, when we come back, will be our final segment on In the Locker Room with Starks and Wolf. And you will get all the goodies. We're going to talk injury updates, obviously previewing the week. You know, you heard the Malik read um, voice in as we came back on the rejoin. Let's, let's break that down a little bit further and talk about all the injuries and bumps and bruises that the Steelers have and what that means for this upcoming week. When we come back, you're listening on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, check out the Steelers Weekend Review, hosted by our very own ninja slash master sensei, junior in training, (laughs) Wesley Euler. It's a recap of the previous game as well as a look at the Steelers' next opponent. New episodes drop today and every Tuesday Available also on the Steelers mobile app, iHeartRadio app, and wherever else you will podcastify yourselves on your commutes, your perusals, or you're just zoning out in your office like I usually do when I'm doing my research. <laughs> so tune in and give it to them. All right. I got it in. So <laughs> Good job. Good job. Yeah. You know, win, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, Wolf, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk about the uh, the – the nicked up. We're gonna we're gonna go yeah. into the injury ward this right now. This is a bummer. This is yeah. yeah th- this is a bummer segment. But you know what? We're 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 gonna also we're gonna bring you down softly, but then we're gonna build you back up That's with the, throughout okay. the week. So today 
It's just, hey, we don't make this news. We just simply report it. So this is the Steelers injury report. And obviously we'll get more from Mike Tomlin at his press conference, which will air after our show. And, of course, then the Godfather will chime in. But we'll go ahead and and we'll we'll, we'll pre-preview what the injuries um, are in the injury report. Wolf, you want to kick that off for us? Well, the fact is the big injury report. Is what I'm going to concentrate on because everybody's pretty much you know how it's that first game everybody's a little nicked because it's your first real action you have not quite numbed up to what you know uh, if you haven't played callous yeah the callous that's the word I'm searching yes. for all right yeah. so that's a good good word search that you jumped in thank you okay so here here's the thing about it it, it all comes down with T J Watt what bothers me is they're already talking about second and third um, you know. Uh, opinions and to me that's never a good sign max and i understand you know peck tears let's see stefan Tuitt had one cam cam hayward had one jj watt had one um those things they're, they're a little dicey and uh the insertion depends on where if the insertion or if it tore you know somewhere else um these are all things that we got to find out and that's why i'm anxious to see what mike tomlin's got to say today yeah, no, I am as well. And like you said, it was something, you know, the benefit of also being delirious and flying across the country and hitting four time zones is you have a lot of time on a plane and you have a lot of time to ponder, to converse with other passengers and everything else. Well, it just so happened that because of us getting diverted to El Paso, okay, um, I was able to figure out that. My wife's best friend, <laughs> who is an orthopedic surgeon and also the god the godmother of our, of my oldest daughter Waverly, uh, was on the flight with me, no sitting way. exactly the same row in the opposite window. So, <laughs> you got to be kidding me! That's so cool. All right, I was like completely random, um, but I was happy. I was happy to see her, uh, Doctor Brown, and uh, and so and I was your, so. Your I, wife is a doctor too. My wife's a doctor yeah. as well. Yeah. And so, so yeah, and they went to medical school together and been best friends. But, you know, I only, do, I only dislike her one day a year. And it's only the Florida-Georgia game because she's, she's, she's a Georgia Bulldog. So, <laughs> 363 and a quarter days, however you want to classify it. Everybody says 365 or whatever it is, 364, 363, however you shake it. That is uh, the one day we don't like each other. But every other day, you know, we're, we're the best of buds. Um and so I, I was talking to her, and um, and we were kind of discussing the injury right to the peck, and just kind of the mechanism of injury, right? Because that's one thing I'm always trying to figure. Like, what's the mechanism of how you get injured in certain situations? And so I was saying, you know, she was like, "Hey, how, how you know how the guys come out?" Because she was she wasn't busy, so she didn't catch our game. She was in a different region. Um, she had the Cleveland Carolina game on where she was at. So she was like, hey, what, what happened to TJ? And so I was t- saying, yeah, they said it's a peck. And she was saying, well, it, like you just said, it depends on where. Is it insertion? Is it mid-peck? Is it a tear? If blood flow can happen, that's usually your best-case scenario because blood flow heals. 
right? Ah, yeah. um, and a lot of and a lot of those situations where as you get closer to ligaments and insertions, not a lot of blood gets there. Right. Um, so making it stiffer, tougher. That's why it's look, tougher. Look, I'm a genius. And I don't tears. even know it. I I'm, I'm I know. Look at that. With the doctors, right? I mean, come on. Exactly. Yeah, and you didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. No, I mean, but I just I sat, think about that. I sat at practice with John Mitchell, which is equal to that, okay? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I mean, you, you sat with a guy that's seen it all. But she was saying that, you know, if you get overextended and you're flexing your bicep, right? right. And think about how many times an outside backer is coming off the edge. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're usually trying to get the outside edge, right? You're trying to hook that guy or trying to swing your hips and you swing that arm with it to slap the hand at the same time, or you're outstretched, you're engaged with a defender, and you're trying to tackle a ball carrier. Yeah. Um, you're usually catching it and absorbing it with that arm, yeah, right? The, you know, you're extended out there. You're away from the trunk, so it's less stable. And she's like, so it, it can happen more often than not when you're talking about the linebacker position or you're talking about guys who, who tackle on angles, versus yes. a defensive line which usually is usually up in the middle but they still have it because you're usually engaged if a running back's running between the tackles that's where you get the D lineman injuries but anything edges um detaching from a blocker or disengaging from that blocker that could happen and what happened on TJ's play right mm-hmm. Joe Mixon was coming around the edge he he was he was locked up with Lyle Collins and he reaches out yep and so it is something common, but she did say, just like you said, that's why I think we get that six-week timetable to out of the season. It's like, what? I was like, how do you go from playing in about a month and a half to not playing at all the entire season? And it depends on that location. So that's why I like a second and third opinion, right? The first one was was an okay opinion. Right. It was a good opinion. Okay. You You go to the second one and you figure out where we land in the middle on this and just to give you a different option. So just wanted to break that out. Since you threw that out there, I was like, oh, my God, Wolf That's was speaking doctor. Yeah, you know that what? Does, I, it doesn't happen that often. It's, it's amazing when I, I just totally outsmart myself, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. What else we got on the injury right, report, we Wolf? got Najee. All right, Najee okay. Harris. So I, I didn't see – I saw a play that it looked like he got bent up. I didn't quite see the whole thing amidst all the chaos of – the game and, and then the aftermath just kind of like, uh, you know, doing a lot of study. But I, I don't recall seeing the the particular shot of what's going on. They're saying now that it, it he, he's he's up and walking and he seems to be pretty good. And they say that the, there was an early report that um, he, he should be good to go in, in New England. So that's that would be a great positive, you know. So we got to stay yeah. tuned for the Mike Tomlin press conference. No, absolutely. Hey, missing of our show today, you can download full episodes of the SNR podcast. I mean, talk about the drive. You can listen to Steeler Blitz. You can listen to the Steeler Standard, or you can listen to it in the locker room. There you I mean, go. you heard it. Why not listen to it again, as well as many more podcasts. They're all available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcastification on. But for today, we're ending this episode, so go download it if you want to hear it again. This has been In the Locker Room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, Mike Tomlin press conference ensuing very momentarily. Have a great day, everyone.